0: To the Talking True Hoops Podcast with Nick Parabolos and Rob Schlatter. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or catch us on our YouTube channel. You can also find us on social media at Talking True Hoops. Now, here's Rob and Nick. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Talking True Hoops Podcast, episode number 36. This episode, we will be doing our free agency. Recap for twenty eighteen, this NBA off season. And it was a pretty wild one, Nick. Usually we we, usually we look at you know the NBA offseason and we some now more than ever, it's like the NBA offseason has been more entertaining than the actual regular season. And especially this year with all the big names that made a lot of movement. It was definitely the case with how entertaining all this, all, all these stars going from place to place, and it's just wild.
1: Yeah, Rob, the NBA Finals doesn't live up to expectations nowadays, but the NBA free agency definitely does. It's very entertaining watching people, you know, travel around the league and shift powers from east to west. In this case,
0: yeah, absolutely, and obviously the big name got to be LeBron James.
1: LeBron James
0: and. If you watched any of our YouTube uh, short short clips, short videos, you would have saw that I believed him to go to the Cleveland Cavaliers, stay there in Cleveland. I didn't really think he was gonna wanna shift over, especially to the Western Conference. But LeBron is taking on the challenge, and he is now a Los Angeles Laker. And uh, they they got some more move. They had a lot of veteran moves, some some questionable moves, somewhat that we'll get into. And they're pairing LeBron with the young core that they got with Lonzo, Kuzma, and Brandon Ingram, and we'll have to see what the expectations of La La Land. You know, a lot of people that I've been seeing in in terms of the media, and even you know people around the leaguer that have had league experience, seeing out there, have been saying M- it looks like there's some lowered expectations because he's in the Western Conference, and there's already kind of established teams like the Rockets and of course the Warriors, so. They're not really expecting LeBron to do too much this this year, but I mean, the way he was playing last year and in the finals, I can't really see it just being a LeBron taking a back, you know, back seat and being like, you know, being complacent and not wanting to go out there and beat Golden State in his conference. Don't you agree, Nick?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, he's an all-time competitor. But um, you know, if you look at this move, I think LeBron James realized that, you know, he can't overcome you know, Golden State in the East with the roster that he had in Cleveland. If you look at the Los Angeles rosters, it's young, it's athletic, it's hungry. Um, you know, you could compare some of those young guys to the young Boston team that made a run last year. Maybe LeBron saw that and was thinking this team is something to look forward to in the future, not right away. But you know, from a holistic perspective, LeBron James, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a smart businessman, and he knew that if he went to LA, his you know. His, you know, icon and, you know, you know, kids looking at him as a hero will grow. He'll become, you know, more financially stable than he is now. Without a doubt. <laughs> not a not, not like he needs that though. <laughs> yeah. A Hollywood superstar that LeBron James will yeah become. But as for the Lakers team, I think they're matched for four in the West, maybe five. I don't see them, you know, they're mid middle of the pack at best.
0: Yeah, I can, I can see that, but you know, it is LeBron James and more times than not, he is uh Prove the prove the haters wrong and the doubters wrong. And look out for, especially in L.A., which is unfortunate, they're probably going to end up making Space Jam 2.
1: You're short from college?
0: So with him and his media company. So I'm not looking forward to that because you don't just touch a classic and, you know, too many remakes going out there. But, yeah, so they brought in all these veterans, Rondo, Lance Stevenson. We all know the blowing in the ear for LeBron and Lance and their little relationship that they've had in the history. And Javale McGee and the boy Michael Beasley. So they got all these veteran guys that they're pairing in with LeBron, and you know people are like, why are they bringing him in? Why are Magic? You got to remember, LeBron has to have if if LeBron's gonna make such a big movement to LA that he is that he did, he's gotta he's gotta have somewhat of control of what Magic is doing, and he's gotta be approving these moves. So obviously LeBron. You got some smart ball play. Like Rondo's a very smart ball player. Beasley, for what people, even though he's a smart offensive ball player and he he knows his game. Javale and Lance, not so much, but they're just you know. I say Lance is you know just a freak talent, but he's just you know in between the ears. It's a little shaky. And Javale McGee, you know, he's a big body that he can play center. I don't really think they have they got Wagner in the draft, but I don't think that they have like a. A fortified center. Am I wrong? Or maybe they'll, they'll put JaVale in there.
1: You're completely right. If they kept on to uh, Julius Randle, he would have been a guy that could play that, um, I guess, small ball four, five. Yeah. You know, for the acquisitions that they got Rondo to me doesn't make sense because Londo and him are similar players. Yeah. So, you know, it's quite, it's just mind boggling these moves as for, You know, maybe LeBron James wants, you know, these players. He likes their attitude. Lance is a guy that, you know, he could defend. He could defend, you know, Clay Thompson maybe down the line in the playoffs if they need him. And he could probably – and Rondo could defend Curry, you know. So maybe he's just thinking, best case scenario, these guys could step in as veterans and, you know, play some good, decent basketball in certain times, Rob.
0: Yeah, I think uh, I, he's got to have something in his mind that he knows that he can play with them if he's willing to get these guys. But we do have to remember, he thought the th- he he thought the same about the guys in Cleveland or with uh, Isaiah and Jay Crowder, and that didn't work out, and they just turned the roster like that. So maybe maybe it'll end up if it doesn't work out so soon for the Lakers with that with that roster, they may turn it real quick. So not only was we 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 thought that lebron was going to be the biggest chip that followed this offseason and lebron was going to be just you know the biggest move but then we had to have demarcus cousins go out and ruin the nba shout out to the to the phone ringing in the background we had to have we had to have demarcus cousins go out and go to the golden state warriors basically ruining the nba I mean, Nick, this is just, we, we, we did a YouTube video too on this, and my opinion, it, you know, it's his choice to, to go ahead and, and go to the to the Golden State Warriors completely, you know, Adam Silver in this new NBA, anyone can go where they want, but sometimes it's just like, man, this is just overkill, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think Golden State definitely, you know, they have a lot of personalities and a oh, all-star team as their starting five possibly depending what they want to do with boogie but this is absolutely insane for the nba shift of power once again you know golden state la makes a push they get lebron and golden state makes an even bigger push to keep their title reign you know it's starting to see a dynasty in golden state three in a row a dynasty so you know let's see if they could conquer it Uh, yeah i
0: i i also too i want to make the point that like Bringing in Demarcus Cousins because I don't know. I believe I know Clay's not locked up because he's a free agent next year. I think they're uh, Draymond and Clay. Those are kind of the two expendable, if if you can say that about them and their big four. I mean, you'd probably rather take Steph Curry and Kevin Durant over those two. You know, you can make the argument however you want, but I think that um, if Boogie plays well and he looks good to Golden State. They may not need to throw a huge amount of money at Clay Thompson in free agency and it's like, hey, we still got a big four and we've been able to win with that in the previous years. But I mean, especially this year it's just and well, who knows? maybe Clay's gonna say I'll be willing to take you know a little less money and continue to play with this this freak lineup and just they're basically the monsters. like it, it's completely you never would have thought it but
1: just blasphemy absolute blasphemy
0: never ha- i think there was a stat that never has there been a group of players going into a season a starting five going into a season that have all been all stars i think since like 1960 something when the celtics were just owning the league and they won like 10 championships in a row so it's yeah, just, it's bananas. I, I, there's no other way to say it.
1: Yeah, Rob. Um, you know they're gonna have possible money situations next year because Draymond's also a free agent. So okay. Draymond, Clay Thompson, Boogie, all free agents, all possible max contract players. No chance that they resign all three of them. So, you know, Golden State seems like this might be, you know, their last time with us with an outstanding all-star five yeah but you know they were also one loss away from being kicked out of the playoffs from the houston rockets rob and chris paul you know if he didn't go down maybe they got the throne and a possible championship down in houston but you know chris paul resigning with um the rockets for four years 160 million God damn! definitely an interesting move
0: terrible contract
1: yeah for a 32 year old i don't know he might even be older but you know that's not, not the best move. But, you know, Houston has their plan. They know that they could possibly beat the Warriors. They lost two-wing presence in Ariza and Bahamute, but they add a veteran Carmelo Anthony, uh, mm. Rob. So what what do you have to say about the Melo to Houston situation and Chris Paul resigning?
0: Um, you know, I think, uh, like, everyone's going to say, you know, Trevor Ariza leaving and Luke Richard Mbahamutay leaving was you know they wanted that two-way defender to kind of complement chris paul and james harden better and they're making the the points that now mellow is the the all offense with no defense and you know understandable mellow's not a good defender we all know that he's older he's i think 33 now he's on the back side of his career we get that but he was the best available what they can get on the market they also signed capella back we got to make that point for yep. I believe it was four years, ninety million, or was it yes. a five-year deal? I don't remember. No, I think exactly it was
1: four for ninety, Rob. I think you're right.
0: So, so I, I, mean, I like the moves that that the Rockets made with what they lost. I, I, said in our in our draft or our in our under underrated free agent signings, I really liked Ariza going to the Suns because you know he's a very good wh- wherever he's gone, he's been a very good player. Won the championship with the Lakers. I liked him when he was with the Wizards. With John Wall, and then we saw when he left, you know, the Wizards kind of had their troubles. And when he obviously when he came to the Rockets, they just played out of their minds with that crazy Dantoni offense. And I I find it really interesting on both sides, to be honest with you, that Melo and Dantoni are like willing to to like play with each other and you know coexist because I I, I think they're, you know, it's nice that they're putting their egos aside and they're like, okay, we gotta win a championship. But, you know, watching as a Knicks fan with what they did, it just looked real uncomfortable between those two. So that's kind of the thing. I think there won't be a real – I think Chris Paul, Harden, and Melo will be able to play good together because, you know, I think they, they – like I have said, they've spread the ball and they pass the ball differently than what Westbrook did. And, you know, Paul George isn't really a, a pass-first kind of guy. He's, he wants to go get his own. But I think that they'll find Melo better. It's just the coaching situation. I don't know if Melo's going to fit into that system of run-and-gun offense. I'm ready to go in, coach. Just give me a chance. I know there's a lot riding on it, but it's all psychological. Just got to stay in a positive frame of mind. And he may end up having to go to the bench,
1: which I'm yeah, not uh, feeling uh,
0: like that's going to happen.
1: But I, I agree. I mean, Melo's got to get into shape if he wants to play for the Houston Rockets because they are very... Quick offensive team, you know, tempo is up and tie They try to run and transition as much as they can, you know. But my big key here is if Melo could play the four, then mm-hmm. I think that the Rockets, you know, take a huge step forward because then they could put a lineup together. They could slide Eric Gordon in into the three or the two, depending on what Harden wants to play, and then they could put in also PJ Tucker mm-hmm. into the three if they want more defense with Capella at the five. So if Melo could play, you know play that four and help defensively and, you know, contribute on the rebounding side, then I think that the Rockets, you know, possibly took a step forward because Melo could also get his, you know, down the, down the stretch for the Houston Rockets. Occasionally they would, you know, disappear in games because it's too much isolation basketball. I mean, and Melo is a great isolation basketball player. So if he could do that, you know, in the playoffs, then, you know, it was a big win for the Houston Rockets.
0: Yeah. I, I think too, I want to see them utilize him better than... Because OKC, everyone's like, oh, he was so bad in the playoffs. He was so bad in the playoffs. They didn't give him the ball. He just stood in the... And they're like, oh, he wasn't willing to accept his role. Yes, he was. They kept him in the starting lineup. And he was allowed Westbrook and Paul George to do their thing. And that's what they did. And they came up short. And then it's like, what's a scapegoat we can go to? Oh, Carmelo Anthony has bad defense. That's what I see. But... You know, some points are valid about him and, you know, his defense and his, you know, like you said, he needs to get into shape to play in this offense. But I think that people are kind of overblowing the fact that, you know, oh, he's so bad. You know, he he, he was coming off a season where he was the number one option with the Knicks scoring 22 points a game. And then he goes, not even to the second option, he goes to the third option. So, and he still scored about 16.7 points per game. I get the field goal percentage BS. But it's going to be a different adjustment for him. And, you know, it was one season. We got to give him the benefit of the doubt to see him in his next stint with the Rockets. And I think the Rockets will be solid. And I think that they'll they'll probably finish at least second, I would say, if everything, you know, stays together. And it's not like Trevor Reason and, and you know, Luke Richard Mamute, people are kind of hyping him up a bit. You know, he's a good defender. He's terrible. But he's he's, he's, terrible. he's garbage. Stink! Like, I I don't understand the, the like love affair with his defense and him being a two way player. He can occasionally hit the three, but let, let let's pipe down on the hyping him up. Um and of course, we got another big move that I didn't think would happen. You know, talking about in the earlier in the season. Kawhi Leonard gets traded to the Toronto Raptors. Nick, we know for DeMar DeRozan, uh Djokov- Total, and I believe a first round pick, and also the Raptors got Danny Green. Nick, you're our resident uh, Toronto Raptors hater. What do you think about this move?
1: Yeah, I mean, this is clearly the Raptors are all in and all enough in this year because after this year, I could see Kawhi either leaving and the Raptors are having to rebuild. I personally would have traded, tried to get something with Lowry involved instead of DeRozan because DeRozan's yes, been, agreed. you know, DeRozan. He could get his his buckets and in the playoffs, you know, the, those two players, DeRozan and Lowry, disappear in the playoffs. But Lowry, especially, you know, he, he someone should call call his phone because he ain't picking up. And you know, Pretty overall, much. Kawhi, Kawhi, you know. It's, it's an ultimate Greg Popovich move. He wants to go to L.A., he wants to go to Big City and send them to Canada, you know what I, you know what I mean? So yeah. it, it's kind of funny, but, the, you know, the Spurs take a huge step forward, in my opinion, with, you know, DeMar DeRozan. Um, you know, I've seen him. He's been balling out with, uh, you know, Rudy Gay, another fellow spur in the Drew League. Mm-hmm. So maybe they got something brewing down there in San Antonio. But for the, you know, Toronto... You know, they're number two team, number three, you know, top three team in the East now with Kawhi. You know, he's a top three player when healthy. But that's the biggest question, Rob. Absolutely.
0: That's the thing. People are like, oh, this team can be a chance. Like, he hasn't been on the court. Like, Kawhi Leonard is a great ball player. But this injury, the quad injury, it's just, and obviously, you know, people say it's, oh, it was misdiagnosed, but. It's very shaky, and I don't know. We shouldn't be too soon to say this team is going to be a, a top three seed in the East and it's going to be a powerhouse. I, I'm just not so quick to say that. And I, re- I also really like how San Antonio, like Popovich, is just finessing the NBA once again to get DeMar. Because I agree, if I was the uh, Raptors, I would have rather tried to get rid of Lowry. Maybe they. Because I, I obviously Demar Derozan in my mind he's younger and he's a better ball player than Lowry but apparently if the, I mean probably the Spurs didn't want him but yeah I like this move to to pair Aldrich Demar and obviously they re-signed Rudy Gay so I like the I like the team and I think the San Antonio will be I I, I can say a top five seed uh, with Kawhi I mean. How he fits with that team they still got young pieces in siakam and van vliet uh and you know lowry's i think he's like 32 now so maybe they could play well together but i don't realistically see you know people are making the point too will it be a paul george deal where going in he really wants to go to la but then toronto really wows him and he wants to stay like okc did with paul george
1: oh yeah no you know what no yeah
0: I don't know man it's too cold in Toronto for Kawhi I think. I think he wants to go out to LA, don't you think? I think it's just kind of Yeah. I don't I don't see it being the same situation.
1: Yeah, you know, he's he's been all about, you know, I want my own shoe deal, I want my own money. At the end of the day, Jordan dropped them too recently if I read correctly. And you know, people are forgetting Toronto got a new head coach this year. So we don't even know what we're gonna get from him. if the players, you know, like the system, if they could play in the system, if they're gonna play as well as they did under Dwayne Casey defensively. Yeah. So you never know what you're getting in Toronto. But, you know, as a consensus, I think Rob, we could both agree if Kawhi is healthy, they'll be a top four team in the East. I yes, exactly. I,
0: I, I agree with that. He's he's just too talented of a talented of a player to not elevate his team to that. And yeah, the coaching dynamic Could be, you know, maybe Kawhi was, uh, you know, relying on Popovich. But, you know, he's a great player, so I don't really see it too much on that. But, yeah, we got to see how how Toronto does with the new coaching staff. So let's run through also some notable free agencies, moves, and trades. Uh, Isaiah Thomas to the Denver Nuggets. I really like this move. I think that he could play uh, well with that young group. And maybe I I don't see him in a starting role because they have a lot of backcourt guys. But, you know, off the bench and kind of get himself because it was a one-year deal. So maybe he can uh, get his stock up a little bit for another free agency. But it's, I feel I feel bad for Isaiah because he was kind of looking for that big payday. And I don't think he's going to end up getting it.
1: Yeah, you know, he's got a chip on his shoulder going into Denver. Hopefully, you know, he could prove it with the one year. But overall, you know, he didn't really ball out last year and he kind of, lost his value and people saw that defensively he's a liability so for denver to pick him up this is just a a role player move but it could possibly lead to being something special if he could you know with that chip on shoulder produce uh moving on kevin love resigned with the cleveland cavalier
0: cleveland this is for you
1: he's living life now as the the man in Cleveland, the Rob, getting big money. You know, he's just gonna. You know, he got his championship ring. And he's just gonna ride it out for the money. Now at this point, I man, I,
0: can you blame him? I don't really see it. Nope. I, I, I just, uh, you know, I, maybe he can develop a nice little chemistry with Colin Sexton. I'd really like to see that and see what they can what they can do. I don't think they'll be as bad as people are making them out to be. No. I, I think it's like I, it's going to be an easier transition for Cleveland than it was. Uh, the what was it four or five years ago when LeBron left? Four years ago, yeah. Yeah, so I think it'll be a little bit easier for, for Cleveland then, or from then to now. I think it'll be easier now. Uh, Dwight Howard signs with the Wizards. I saw a story too that, uh, said that he, he chose the he he was in talks with the Golden State Warriors, but he chose the Wizards because John Wall, um, convinced him to go. <laughs> I don't believe that for a second. I think the Golden State Warriors wanted no interest in him. That's just my personal opinion. Maybe the reports say differently, and maybe the truth is that it was. But I cannot see the Warriors being like, "We want Dwight Howard." Even he's a good ball player, but he man, he just cannot mesh with NBA NBA uh, NBA guys. It just doesn't seem to work for
1: him. Yeah, he's an all-time uh, locker room cancer. And... <laughs> If you know the Wizards have had their problems with that, but let's see if he's better than Gortat. If they like him, Rob, uh, you know, you know. But it's a good move for the Wizards. We'll see what they did. They also acquired Jeff Green, so you know they're trying to get pieces in. But they're pretty, you know, screwed up with the cap situation too, especially Otto Porter. He's got to step up. Bad contract. Um, yeah, we we mentioned uh, Capella to the Houston Rockets. Yep. That's actually it's a five-year deal, 90 million, solid deal. You know, we we both agreed Capela stepped up huge last year in the playoffs.
0: Yep, uh, DeAndre Jordan to the Mavericks. I like this move. If you guys saw our underrated uh, moves video, go check that out on YouTube. I said he it was a very the number one underrated move because I think that he could really flourish with the Mavs and the under, uh, you know the the lowered expectations for that team. Uh, we mentioned also earlier talking about the Lakers. Julius Randle is out and he is now with the New Orleans Pelicans. So. Uh, still a downgrade from Bookie, but is still a very good young player that could possibly end up having a all-star season, maybe? I don't know. Maybe, you know? Well,
1: borderline, well, because the West is very... Yeah, fast, that's um, what Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. But, he, but yeah, Rob, you know, Julius Randle, I think he helps him because um, he'll play better alongside Anthony Davis. And Pelicans like to run, and they have to slow it down because of Cousins. And then once Cousins went down, they started, you know, picking it up because... That's the system that Alvin Gentry wants to play. So with Julius Randle, who can move in transition, I think it's a big upgrade, and they save a lot of money um, in comparison to resigning Boogie Cousins. Mm -hmm. Um, Moving along, Jabari Parker to Chicago. I personally do not like the move, but I guess it's a prove-it type contract, a two-year 40 mil with an option. So, you know, I I, I like Jabari Parker. He's going home to Chicago. Hopefully he can ball out, but I just don't see a need for him at the four because they got the young ones. Young baby Dirk, Laurie Markkinen, and Fumble Carter at the five. Yeah. So it just doesn't make sense to me.
0: Yeah, it's just a prove-it move going back home. Uh, but you know, Chicago. I, I I like what Chicago's doing. He's a good. He's a, still a young player, number two pick. So he's he's got to have something left in the tank. Hopefully, he can stay healthy. Uh, Tyreek Evans to the Pacers. I like this move a lot. Uh, another score off the bench to kind of replace Lance Stevenson. Uh, Nerlens Noel the OKC. Also one of our big underrated guys going, going there. It could be a backup center to the big man, uh, Stephen Adams. And yeah. now th- this one, this next one, Nick is very interesting. Rob, I,
1: yeah, go ahead. One minute. I got quick on Noel story. I was yeah. reading that in the, yeah, yeah. you know, Stephen Adams put in his book that when he, he thought he was going to get drafted in number one and go to Cleveland. So inside his suit please, he had Cleveland Cavaliers logo, and on one side in Kentucky, on the other side, and when he got drafted number five to, I believe it was the um, New Orleans Hornets at the time, and then he, he got uh, traded. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, he got traded to Philly, but he got tra- drafted by the Pelicans. Yeah, and he had to close the one Blazer jacket because it had Cleveland Cavaliers ooh, logo. Ooh, that's <laughs> yeah, uh, that's big right. time mess. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. So this next one. Tony Parker to the Hornets, it's like, wow, okay, Tony, not going to stay with the, the longtime Spur Hall of Famer. It, it's, um, I don't know, it's kind of a, probably a money grab move and kind of maybe mentor Kemba Walker, even though he probably doesn't need any mentoring because it's cardiac Kemba. Cardiac Kemba! Duh. I think, um, like,
1: yeah. I think the move is, I don't think the Spurs wanted him back because Murray was playing so well in the in the summer league. They got a couple young guards there out in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Hornets did this because they needed a point guard in case they trade away Kemba Walker at the deadline this year. I True. think that's the big, big thing here.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, we mentioned Beasley to the Lakers. Your boy, Zaza Pachulia, hey. to the Detroit Pistons. How about that move? I hate it. (laughs) I don't even know why anyone would bother with him. Yeah,
1: because he's a freaking, I guess he's a locker room guy. Uh, Apparently, maybe.
0: I don't don't know about him. Um, If you need someone to hurt someone, put Zaza. Go go for Zaza. Uh, Seth Curry to the Portland Trailblazers. I like this move a lot. I think he's a very underrated. He's coming off the injury, but I think it's um, it's a good move for Portland. Shabazz is now on your Brooklyn Nets. How about that move? You like the move, Nick? Getting the husband,
1: UConn? Uh, Brooklyn? Yeah, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> what can I say?
0: It's a uh, I really like the move and then there was a trade uh, Kenneth Farid in a first round pick to your Brooklyn Nets. I can't remember exactly who the Nuggets got. Um, but it's a it's a good move for for the Nets. They they're just stockpiling some I don't want to say reclamation projects, but they're getting all these draft picks and like these young players that still have something left in the tank, like D'Angelo Russell. I could still see. We I said at the beginning of the, this season of the podcast that I think that D'Angelo could have been an All Star, which he was playing like an All Star. It just ended up that he got hurt for too much time until the All Star break. So I, I really like what Sean Marks is doing with this Nets team and what what they've been what they've been uh, compiling with all this talent.
1: Yeah, I mean, then that's traded away. Mozgov's um, contract, and opens up $16 million next year in free agency money. So that's kind of um, huge for us because now we can afford two max contracts. You know, we trade Jeremy Lin to the Hawks as well. The Hawks gain, I guess, an experienced point guard to teach um, Trey Young down there. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, very interesting offseason.
0: Yeah, good. I think it's a good offseason. And then uh, also we mentioned Melo. I'll put that in there because they – okay, so you got Dennis Schroeder. And I believe Mike Muscala as well yes. went there. And then back, um, OKC okay, so gave up a first-round pick. But that first-round pick, I believe, can end up, depending on the standings for next year, it can end up being like an early second round or something. But I know the Hawks wanted to get rid of Schroeder because, like you mentioned, they have Trey Young there. And now, apparently, they, they're they going to play with, with Jeremy Lin there as well. So a lot of, lot, of, lot of free agent moves. Um, those are just some of the notable ones that stood out to us. We'll head into the free throw segment. We got Vince Carter still balling. He's on the Atlanta Hawks now. My man's just going out there getting a paycheck, but who can blame him? He's continuing to play. He likes to spread his, his wealthy knowledge amongst all the NBA guys and just going from team to team. I don't really blame him because I like watching Vince on the court.
1: Yeah, I think everybody loves watching Vince, and It reminds us of you know, Vinceanity in those those days when he throws up a dunk occasionally. But you know this, I mean, I feel bad for him. He couldn't sign with the Warriors to get a ring. Yeah, like, you know what I mean. Like I said, maybe hopefully he'll get traded to a contender, but I doubt it. He's there to teach the young guys, you know, how to be a professional. And overall, I guess that's what that's what he likes nowadays. Going to the Kings and the Hawks. Wow.
0: Yeah uh Kyrie and Jimmy Butler have been uh talking a lot this offseason and in in the news being uh that they possibly want to team up in the future uh big the big team that's been thought of to happen is the Knicks which you know I can kind of see because Kyrie's really been hinting at the fact and they have the availability to get um two max free agents next in the 2019 offseason so as a Knicks fan to see both of them on the team would be you know hallelujah like that'd be crazy Am I putting all my chips in the middle to say, yes, it's gonna happen? No, because it's the Knicks, so I don't really, you know, wanna get my expectations and my hopes up for it but you know they've been talking and that that's been a big storyline cuz they've you know they're the USA basketball buddies they they were singing they were singing on the plane annoying mellow um they're in the USA basketball a couple of years ago so they seem like good friends and that would be that'd be an interesting pair to see them with uh with Porzingis and the Kevin Knox and the young talent with the Knicks but we'll have to see maybe they'll choose somewhere else and uh... yeah i think
1: um i think the little brother of new york the brooklyn nets have a better shot uh, to be honest, I think we're in a better position. I mean if I was and
0: if I was either of wanted, them, I'd want to go there because of the young talent. Like obviously Porzingis is probably the best player out of all of them, but I think the Nets have better pieces that could you
1: know, it's not and, just um, gonna be all three, it's gonna be a wealth of talent. Yeah, and you know, Kyrie growing up, he's from Jersey, He he was grew up grew up uh, New Jersey Nets fan, so maybe Ooh. he likes he has some ties with that. Next free throw is um, you know, of our balls jba is in full effect i'm undefeated never lost i mean i don't know what type of basketball we're playing i've tuned in for about five minutes and it's literally just running up the court and shooting no defense and there are a lot of foul calls (laughs) yeah
0: i haven't even i just the only thing i saw was that video of the coach like assaulting the kid and the kid was ready to fight back at him and he was like let's go you want to do it right here on the sideline i'm like that's the JBA for you, man. It's just like uh, I don't know. It's it's. I think aren't the games all streamed on Facebook and stuff?
1: Yeah, and you know what? It's sad because Leandro Ball, you know, his whole career was ruined because his dad pulled him out of UCLA. He should have just sat out a year. And then, well, he wouldn't you know.
0: even sat out a year. I think it, his suspension was like four months, and he still would have been able to come back a little bit before the tournament and yeah. you know, showed something like <laughs> other than just playing in. Um, Where'd they play again? Where, where,
1: Lithuania. Lithuania. And, and now he's playing in the JBA. So it just shows like it's – and no one's given him an opportunity as well. So it's it's terrible for the kid. As far as LaMelo, I mean, he's got a chance. He's, he's you know, six, five point guard and like a dribble and finish her by the rim. So, you know, he's always got a chance.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he's looked pretty good in the in the highlights, but obviously it's the JBA and there's not the best uh, yeah it's talent. a terrible competition. Yeah, um, some more news: Lamar Odom to China to to play, I believe, and now he's sober.
1: Yeah, Rob, uh, Lamar Odom so, sober Odom is going to uh, China. He this he has not said which team, but he just said he's going to play in China next year. So that'd be uh, you know, he's back. He's
0: back. Hey man, if, uh, there, there was also rumors of Dwayne Wade. I think they offered him a contract. They're like, we're offering him a huge million. contract. Yeah. yeah. For three years. And it's like, all right, that's, that's candy money for Dwayne Wade and his, uh, and hit what he's earned in his career and basically any NBA player. Uh, but yeah, China, you know, they get a lot of fans you can, you can market yourself really well and good for, good for, uh, Lamar Odom to be back out there, especially sober. It's good to see, uh, especially recently this one LeBron Jr. Bronny has been just absolutely hooping but you know he's been getting a lot of flack I've seen they've been just you know because obviously his dad his now LeBron is obviously on the court now coaching like who would have who would have thought everyone because it's LeBron he needs all the tension around him but I saw there was a video of a kid that pulled up for three, right in front of LeBron, and did the arrow thing that his kid does in all those videos when he shoots, when he gets a three, and he looked right at LeBron and did it. I was like, that kid's gonna be something one day. He's gonna be an NBA guy. Cause I and, and people are just chirping at LeBron and they're calling him overrated, the his kid overrated, but he he can play a little bit, and that whole team can really play. If you watch the video, they got they got some kids that are just just for, and I think they're all seventh graders or eighth graders, and it's just like yeah, wow. Like these kids are a different breed right now. I don't know what they're feeding them because they just been playing, and it, and it's good competition
1: that they got them playing in California. So, yeah, LeBron, um, you know, LeBron, you know, he's on his tour with his son now. You know, coaching on the sidelines at the AAU, um, his guy, I guess. And you know, LeBron's come out and said he says he feels bad for giving him LeBron Junior nickname because now he has to live up to his dad. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, come on, now you don't need to say that. And you know, big time. <laughs> Big time LeBron James moment, him doing a thong contest in the layup lines before the game with his son. So, I mean, that's just that's just hilarious. You're, yeah, I, you're I, watching I, a fan there. You're practically a fan. You get a dunk contest from LeBron James, and he won't even enter the dunk contest.
0: I know. it's a, And it's, a, once again, him just getting attention for himself. Um, and More summer basketball. We got the Drew League, which is always entertaining. I love seeing all the rappers that go out there and play with all the guys. I saw James Harden made his debut and was just chirping at these guys. Uh, did you see the video of Denzel Valentine, by the way? Yeah. I, yeah. I think I sent it, and it was um, – I don't know the player but the guys in the Drew League if they're not NBA players they can still play cuz this dude I don't remember exactly what his name was but he was just chirping back and Denzel Valentine just looked was embarrassing himself on yep. the court and it was just like the all, and this these dudes in the summer the the summer leagues like the Drew League they can really play, and they they got they can go up against the NBA guys, and it's not you know they're no joke. So and DeMar, I know Demar Derozan has always played in it because I've seen a lot of videos throughout. Because um,
1: yeah, he's playing with Rudy Gay.
0: Yeah, so they it's really good competition, and it's really fun to watch uh, all those YouTube videos that they got in the highlights. I think they live stream them too on YouTube or maybe Facebook. I watched one live stream. I don't remember exactly where I watched it, but it's really good basketball and it's entertaining. Um, last one. USA basketball started up I believe last week and Popovich is now the coach of the team and he was having fun. Kawhi actually didn't show up to the even though I believe he's technically gonna be on the USA team when they play in the Olympics. Possibly. I'm not sure LeBron if that's confirmed. Well LeBron's too busy dunking in uh kids kids' games, so he, he... I will say Carmelo Anthony did did make an appearance. Oh, he's, he's Mr. USA
1: Basketball. I, that's what got to oh, Listen, we need him on the team just for morale. He's Captain America. I need him to get another gold. I just need him. <laughs> I need this one What that's would it Melo's accolades. He, well, hey, man, would, would it be? Would it be? Oh four oh Oh, I thought it was four
0: time I don't know, but no, he's silver oh yeah 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 yeah. that team that was that was embarrassing that was embarrassing but yeah i mean usa basketball is going strong kd and uh russell westbrook were shooting free throws together and doing some drills so that's nice to see them them back together so it's good basketball that's going on in the summer a lot of entertaining stuff from this offseason it was really wild so That's it for free throws. That's it for this episode of the Talking True Hoops podcast, episode 36. It's actually going to be the end of the first season of the Talking True Hoops podcast, and we'll start it back up uh, closer to when the NBA season begins in the fall. So we really appreciate you guys for listening. Definitely hit us up on our social medias at Twitter. Instagram at talking True Hoops. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, which we have been doing more videos, and we will continue, actually. We won't have any more full podcasts until the fall, but if any news kind of drops, definitely keep a lookout on our YouTube channel because we'll drop some little videos on there and give us a subscribe there. Nick, do you have anything to leave with the people before we sign off?
1: Now I'm just ready for you know, basketball to pick up again. I can't deal with just baseball.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's been rough. we gotta we got to see the, get basketball back up and running in the fall, so it'll be really entertaining. So thanks for listening to the Talking Troops podcast, guys. Definitely, once again, subscribe to us on all of our platforms and follow us on our social medias. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Talking Hoops podcast with Nick Barabalos and Rob Schlatter. Remember to subscribe to the podcast and follow us on social media. Keep an ear out for season two. Thanks for listening.